Hi everyone, this is Joshua Hoffman and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today I have Jackie McManus, the founder and CEO of KJ Media, a full service agency that helps trucking businesses streamline and optimize their driver recruitment process through digital media. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks, Josh, for having me. Of course, uh, in your sunny uh, California, I guess it's not has not been so sunny lately. You've been getting your snow. I and know your- it's been raining like it. We live in Seattle, so um, I'm so happy that the weather is finally turning a corner. We're in 70 weather and sunny, um, and now it makes sense while I'm out here um, and not in New York City right now because there was a whole week that New York City and Palm Springs was the same weather. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, it finally turned that leaf. So I'm happy about that. I think you guys might need it in California too. So uh, yes, absolutely. Drink a more water now. Um, where I want to start out with is, I guess, a, a good weather um, thing, which is you were an athlete in college. You played lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like starting here because I think that sports and entrepreneurship really go hand in hand. I agree. Um, the first question I want to ask is what kind of lessons did you learn playing lacrosse, whether you know high school, in college or whatever? Um, that you brought to your marketing firm? Yeah, that is a great question. And I, I couldn't agree more. That's actually when I when I look at bringing on and staffing up new team members, I actually look at whether or not they played sports because sports to me, it is something that it's, it's teamwork, right? And it doesn't matter where you are, you know, on the lacrosse field, defense, offense, you're working together as a collective to the same goal and and mission. And so for me, playing lacrosse, um, I'm from Long Island. So when you come out of your mother's womb, you're cradling a lacrosse stick. Everyone plays lacrosse. That was very much what was instilled with me in me. And really, I think the, the, from the early years, it taught me structure and accountability. So you had to show up on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. at 14 years old, right? Where you want to sleep till noon because your body's growing. And you have accountability because you don't want to let your teammates down. And so that really was instilled in me in the in the early years. And then as I got recruited to play for uh, American and play lacrosse there, um, I was a freshman and, and was, it ended up starting um, at, by the end of the year. Um, and then was named coach captain by my sophomore year. And I, I, I believe it's, it's, it's something about building up your team and making everyone feel as if they have full autonomy, what they can do, but we're doing it as a collective. And so I try to take a lot of that and I build that into my team. And so that, you know, everyone has their own responsibilities, right? The goalkeepers, the goalkeeper, defenses, defense. But at the same time, we're going to work together to, towards the same mission. And um, for me, lacrosse has been something that I still, um, every day, think that I was lucky enough to be a part of, a, of two, two great teams, one in high school, one in college, so that it really taught me the framework of you know, accountability, showing up even when you don't feel like it. I think that's a big one. Um, and, and building a team and then ultimately leadership skills um, by being the captain of the team. You know, when you're, ha- when you're having a bad day or if you're having a bad quarter for your, your business, it's on you to build up your team and to make sure that, um, you know, you're truthful about what's happening. But at the same time, 
there's opportunity as a collective to take these opportunities, like these, you know, when the one door shuts, there's more opportunities going. And so, um, yeah, I just, I love being a part of the lacrosse team and I, I wish I could still play. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I, I think what sports does a great job is, is it gives you like a platform to study and execute on like practicing small skills. So, I mean, you mentioned a lot like motivation, discipline, teamwork, great, like all those things. Yes, we can practice it with our significant others or we can practice it with, you know, anywhere. But I think like, especially because it is quantitative and, and often qualitative that you can really practice and hone those in sports and then bring them to the rest of uh, your life. So um, no, I couldn't agree more. So trucking, uh, yes. how the heck did you get into trucking? Like, <laughs> a little bit more about your firm. You know what, Josh is so funny. A lot of my, my best friends, they are not in the trucking industry and they always be like, why a business in trucking? What? Well, guess what? The pandemic happened. And they're like, now I get it. When everyone was laid off, our business doubled in size. So um, I was recruited after college to work for a truck driver staffing agency. This was 2007, breaking on 2008. And we're on the you know forefront of the you know major recession that was about to happen. Uh, I think we were about maybe a month or two in at that point. And I said to the recruiter, I was like, truck driver staffing agency? What, what does that even mean? She goes, just give it a shot. It's a great opportunity. I walked in, I met with the CEO and he was a previous truck driver who then started this business and he, he grew the business. And he said to me, he goes, you see what you're sitting on? I go, yeah, chair. He goes, you see what you're drinking out of? I'm like, yeah, water bottle. He goes, where did you think that, where did that come from? And I said, Target. He's like, where did it come from from Target? And how did it get there? I'm like, a truck. So he said, you know, I'll never forget that conversation with, um, with Bill Crowley because maybe 15 years ago, and that still stands in my mind. And that's how I explain why I'm in this industry because after we eat, wear, drive, it it comes through a truck. And so freight is responsible for 76% of all transportation in the United States of America. Um, and then through working with that business, I really fell in love with the trucking industry. And there's an old joke in the, in the industries, like once you're in, you're not, you, you don't get out. Like, you know, a lot of people like hop industries, not in trucking. I mean, it's kind of this, you know, definitely is forms of a good old boy club. So being a younger millennial female, um, uh, there's been challenges for sure, but with challenges, like I was mentioning earlier with the cross, there's opportunity. Um, and so about 10 years ago, actually this May, I decided at 26 to start my own business. I saw a, um, a big need in the industry for marketing agencies niche to the trucking industry, right? It's not sexy. It's not glamorous, but you know, our freight still needs to move. So that's when I decided to start my own business. And, you know, it's been one heck of a ride since. What's it like being a female in a male dominated industry? I'm sure that's a common question. So I apologize if you get that all the time, but you know, I'd like to learn a little bit more. Absolutely. I I could say this, um, about six months ago, I was at a client's office and we were with the leadership team and I looked around the room and there were eight females out of 10 executives in that room, me being one of them. And I said, can we just pause for a minute? This was not happening 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was a really cool, one of those like bone chilling moments. Um, because when I started in the industry, I, you know, raised the rate, I 
kind of got promoted very quickly. So I was an executive for the staffing agency and I think there were seven of us. I was the only one that was mid twenties and then a female. Um, you know, we were dealing with, you know, the white older males. And so <clears throat> I've never let that stop me by any means. You know, a lot of people, I think sometimes, you know, get deterred by that. But for me, I think there's opportunity, right? Because, you know, I think it's 47% of the workforce are female in the trucking industry. We have an association of women in trucking that I'm a part of. When I started, maybe 6% overall from executives to drivers. Now we're at, it just got released 70% are females in the space. And so um, if anything, you know, I feel like I'm a part of the movement to help bring in more females into the, into the industry. 70% of my staff is, is females, um, you know, not by, you know, not by qualifications, right. But, but by choice and by the work that they deliver. And so, um, it's, it's an exciting opportunity because it's only going to go up. Right. I mean, has there been weird moments? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, with that, you just, you know, having a strong backbone and knowing who you are and, and what you can bring to the table, I think is always key. Do you have any best practices for weird moments? Smile and say, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm your daughter's age. (laughs) (laughs) You have your daughter? Well, speaking of that, uh, actually, you know, starting a company, any company at 26 is a pretty big task. What kind of gave you like the motivation and the know-how at that time to, to feel like you could start a company? Well, yeah, I started it with my ex-business partner at the time. Um, and, you know, I think one thing that I will always be grateful for, um, and I, I bought her out recently, but the one thing I'll always be grateful for is starting a business at that age. I don't know if I would have had confidence doing it alone at such a young age. And so having, you know, a business partner who was then my best friend, to really support each other during the low moments because there are a lot of lows in the beginning. You know, it really took us, you know, we're talking social media to, you know, 65 year old males and Mm -hmm. why they should be on it 10 years ago. It wasn't the best response immediately, right? That's totally transformed. But there were so many low moments that it took us about maybe two years to really get that, that trend and really get that momentum. So um, I think for, for me, it was really about having someone, and I like to have fun. So having fun while working, I like to combine those. If, call me crazy, but I do, um, because I feel like we should enjoy what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. So having fun, taking those learning lessons, and then having a partner really did help me a lot um, in building the business in the first couple of years. I don't, I don't think even on audio only, I don't think it takes much to realize that uh, you, you like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we have to take a step back now? Can you tell us a little bit more about your firm? And yeah, how absolutely. Yep. So we are a digital advertising agency. We help trucking companies with their brand messaging, their social media presence, managing their job boards, lead generation to help them attract and retain truck drivers. Right now, the industry is about 86,000 short of truck drivers. So a big mission of what we are doing right now with KJ Media, we're partnering with companies to help companies show a career path. The biggest issue, you know, if you think about it, Josh, when we were in high school, 
unless you're in the industry, you really don't know about it. It's not like plumbing, electricians, there's a trade school. Um, and so now we're actually doing a lot of initiatives to go to the high schools and, you know, legally you can't have your CDL license till 21. What hmm. happens though, between 18 to 21, if folks aren't going to college, you get into trouble and then you can't get your CDL. So what we're doing is partnering with companies, having them recruit at 18, right out of high school. They work the warehouse, they work the dock, they work there for about four years with a company. At 21, companies are then paying for that person to get their CDL. And then from there, depending on what that, that person wants to do, they could stay in, in the truck driver position, but there's so many room, like opportunities for advancements in this space and to make really good money. Um, so we're really trying to bridge that gap to bring in because baby boomers are retiring. Um, trucking is not really considered the most sexy industry in the world, but it is cool. And that the fact that everything we eat, drink and wear, it does come out of truck and it's necessary for the economy. So, um, a lot of what we do is the branding and try to rebrand the image of the driver and, um, partnering with, you know, larger firms and, and medium sized firms to help them get their message across. Okay. So interesting because, uh, first thing you said, um, my, the only thing I knew about trucking in high school was that like my wrestling buddy's dad was, was a trucker and he would like, yeah. and all I knew is like, he had these long hours sometimes and yeah. he always, made, he made every match. So I don't know if he was able to, uh, kind of like move cool. around based on, yeah. based on like his son's wrestling schedule. But that was like literally the only thing I knew to your exact yeah. point. And then even now to your second point, my, I have a friend, uh, obviously I won't say his name, that he could not really keep a job. He didn't enjoy any jobs. He, you mm -hmm. know, he didn't like having bosses and everything. And then finally, I forget which shipping one it is, but it, like one of the FedEx or one of those, yep. um, that he ended up getting a job there. He was a, he was a driver for a little bit and then he went to managing and he loves it. It's his first job that he's kept for more than like one year and now he's in the year like four or five, I think. And he's gotten promoted a few times. So, yeah. um, I, I couldn't, you know, even me, uh, I've had experience in, in kind of not knowing the trucking side, but seeing a lot of my friends and their parents be successful in this, that maybe they weren't going to be successful in, in a few other things that they Absolutely. just Absolutely. Yeah. And a desk job isn't for everyone. And that's, what's really yeah. cool about trucking is that, you know, at 21, you get your CDL. It's, Getting the experience the first year is, is the hardest part, right? It's OTR work. But if you're 21, 22, you could also pair up with a buddy, one of your best friends. And you can travel either United States, all 48 for a year. And you're getting paid eighty five dollars to $90,000 a year with presumably no student debt, right? No college debt. You know, that's a big issue now. People are coming out of college with $200,000 worth of debt. And they can only get a job for 40 grand a year. That's a desk job. So there's just such an opportunity to travel and explore the country as a young person and get paid to do that. And um, as you increase your, you know, kind of getting, you know, more badges, uh, being experienced for a couple more years, your pay rate increases. And, you know, a lot of my clients to date they were CDL drivers and they are now CEOs of, you know, the top 100 trucking companies in, in the right. country. And so that's a prime example of 
you really have um, the ability to control your own destiny in this industry, which I think is is so cool because there's so much opportunity from truck driving. If you could become, you know, interested in finance, working that, you know, career path. And so that's, that's really what we want to bring to light is, um, you know, how important that is. And if you think about it, let's talk about uh, COVID. You know, finally, mainstream media is saying, thank you, truckers, you know, um, because, you know, traditionally the idea of a truck driver is this, you know, older, you know, flannel, greasy person. And it's not that, right? And so we were finally, as a media as a whole, recognizing what drivers do, which I was so excited about because it's something I've been talking about for so so long. Um, but it was it was exciting to see the recognition that drivers were finally getting because it's well deserved. No, that's that's a great point. And and throughout this, like you guys brand yourself as a full service agency, and you guys, cl- I mean, clearly do more than just recruiting. So. Did you start with one service and then grow into a full service agency or did you kind of start with a lot of services? What did that look like? Yeah. So our first service was video. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget. I was in the ports of, of Newark. I don't know if you've ever been to Newark um, in, the, in the trucking space. And I called on a company and I think we were like two weeks into starting our business and we started pitching video and video assets and why they're necessary. And that was our that was our first first gig. So I, as soon as I closed the deal, I had to find a videographer. So <laughs> so we we did that, and, and it and it went really well. And then from there, we did more videos. Then we switched really into lead gen. So for dry, uh, for trucking companies to get qualified leads from drivers, because a lot of the you know, indeed.com, the monsters are drivers aren't on there and drivers don't have resumes. They just don't. And so we basically streamline that whole process for our clients so that they only get the high intent, high qualified lead. Now that service is what really put us on the map and has transformed the business, you know, over the last 10 years. So we really lead with that. We still do video. Um, we do it remotely, which is great. Thank God for t- technology. And then social media. We run all of our clients' social media pages, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and um, TikTok. Drivers love TikTok. And so, you're on a radio show. Yes. Um, yeah. Called, I guess, Recruitment and Retention Attention. Is that, is that yeah, right? it's, uh, it's uh, Road Dog, Dog Truck Trucking, uh, Channel 146. It's a it's a station that's dedicated to the trucking industry and I've been on the show for about seven years. And it's so cool because it gives me an opportunity to talk to drivers and I'll ask them what attracted you to a certain position. Why are you staying with your company? And I take that information and we give that information back to our clients. So for example, a big, uh, movement in our industry were these sign on bonuses, right? And these sign on bonuses were, 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand. And a lot of our clients wanted us to advertise that. A couple months go by and the more drivers I'm talking to, they're like, when we see a company that's offering that amount of money, our first thought is what's wrong with them? Why, why do they need to allure us in like that? Why is that not throughout the whole, you know, W2 of the annual salary? And so we actually have seen that diminish over the last... Two, two years 
um, where now clients are taking that that you know sign on bonus and they're incorporating it into their full W two. So um, oh yeah, so the money's still there. The money uh, the money's not, still there. It's just rephrasing it exactly. Okay, because I was like, wait, are these guys just like now losing ten thousand? No, 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 no. It's just a different way to restructure it. And I guess if you're going to have a radio show or, or have clients through the radio, I, I suppose Truckers is probably the number one uh, best uh, oh, audience right. that yeah. you can have. Oh, yeah. How did you guys uh, get your first customer? Knocking on doors. So, um, huh. yeah, good old-fashioned. I wore my heels, and we jump on the back of docks. I'll never forget one time we visited a fish company. Have you ever been to a fish company? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, yeah, we had to put these like rubber boots on and the hats and, you know, we, you know, coming from the industry five years prior, I already built relationships in the space. So I was able to leverage the current relationships that we have. Like most businesses, you know, I really truly believe trucking specifically, it is, everyone's about two degrees of separation. If you've been in the space for about 10 years, um, you know, of that person or vice versa. And so, uh, we've been able to build our business, obviously through through sales, but um, also referrals, which has been fantastic. So I was going to ask how you get new customers now. Is is that the main way that you guys get new customers now? Yep, yep. We do a lot of LinkedIn. We our social media is very you know very present. Um, you know newsletters. Our biggest you know where I sit, I'm all about educating the industry on the whys. Mm. Um, just because it's it's challenging for a director of recruiter to figure out the 75 different job boards out there, right? And so we like to explain how to simplify things. So we've been able to, on average, um, increase recruiter productivity by 80%. I mean, right off the bat. So companies are seeing complete ROI within the first 90 days of working with us. And that's that, that makes me happy, right? Um, because we're actually truly able to like reshape organizations and make people's jobs easier. Oh, no, 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 I love that. Uh, and a few questions that I tend to ask towards the end. So first one is, if you had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? I think the biggest thing I would recommend is finding a niche. Leaning into that niche, owning that niche. Um, clearly that's what I've done with the trucking industry. Um, and if I were to go, you know, RFP head to head with a company that's not niche to the trucking company, nine out of 10 will win it. And it's just because we have done it for so long. Um, but really leaning into that niche, going to associations, you know, public speaking. I do a lot of public speaking and educating that niche specifically so that you really can become that thought leader. I think the biggest mistake I see from companies just starting is being too broad. And a lot of people shy away from that. So if you find a niche, lean into it, get on the boards, do your public speaking. Um, you know, I've driven a truck before myself, you know, do it all, do it all in that niche specifically. And then if you want to branch out, branch out. Right. Like, absolutely. Like we're, we've been branching out as well um, because that's organically what happens. So, but my biggest advice would be definitely finding a niche. Man, I, I, I've said this before, but I wish I had you before I started my first company, because I think that was probably the biggest issue. Like we did right. fine. 
but like, I think what really allowed uh, kind of halted our growth was that we didn't start a niche. We, we were booking software and we tried to do go to any venue that had groups. So restaurants mm-hmm. and bowling alleys and event spaces and everything. And I wish we just st- stuck with bowling alleys at first and then grow from there. So could not uh, agree more with that. Um, also, thank you for getting that suggestion or that, that in there, because I had the note of uh, the video on your LinkedIn for National Entrepreneurship Day advice, yeah. and you said find a niche and, and lean into it. And I, I just didn't know how I was going to like squeeze it in here. Uh, <laughs> so, so thank you for same wavelength. For, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to talk about? Oh boy, I'm talking all day, every day. Um, <laughs> let's. <see. laughs> I think I, I I always stress the importance of building a team, and I think that goes back to my lacrosse days. Just building a team, finding people that you enjoy working with too is huge. Um, You know, there's always that mentality, sales versus ops. And, you know, the salespeople are throwing things, you know, as much as they get at the wall to see what sticks and the operations team is like, no, we can't do that. Or, you know, it's two different mindsets. And and for my culture, it's very much about marrying the two um, and making sure that everyone is on the same page. There's going to be disagreements, right? There's going to be challenges. Uh, That should happen. If it doesn't happen, then... That's another issue, I personally think. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really important to, you know, raise concern where, where and, sh- and constantly question what mm-hmm. your process is. Even though it's working and your clients like it, what else can your company do to make it more efficient, make it more streamlined, maybe take more off your back? Um, and so I really, I do enjoy talking about, you know, ways to find efficiency because, I'm a fast New Yorker, so I'm all about, you know, let's, let's get it moving and grooving. And, you know, time is our, our biggest asset that we have. So how do, you, how do you give yourself more time in a day? And I think I see that so often that entrepreneurs are working 17, 18 hours a day. I mean, granted, that did happen when we started the business, but we had to find ways to streamline it because it wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, burnout is a real thing that happens really quick, especially one thing I've noticed, too, Josh, is that um, you ever heard the phrase paralysis is, uh, analysis is paralysis. I mm-hmm. There is so much information out there these days that mm-hmm. sometimes I have to stop myself because there's too much information on mm-hmm. how to run your business or how to, you know, I'm signing up for these webinars. I'm like, why am I even signing up? I don't things are well, right? Um, I always believe in learning, but because there's such a vast amount of content out there these days, I think a lot of the good thoughts really once you pause and think about it really come with, from within. Like big thing I believe in is TYG, trust your gut. Your gut's usually right. Um, and so when you really trust your gut, things actually really play out well versus, oh, well, this person said I should do this. This, you know, Every company is different. Um, and I, I believe in listening and getting the advice, but I think there's just something about overconsumption of content out there that can, it would, you know, I, I think you gave three or four answers there and they were all spectacular. Oh, wow, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, keep going. If you want to like, keep, keep going. Yeah. Um, are you guys looking to hire any positions right now? Um, we will be looking to staff up our operations team in Q2. So um, what I will be looking for is um, assistance with like, content creation, t- uh, team members help with media, 
And, you know, please feel free to uh, visit our website, kjtransmedia.com or follow us on LinkedIn because we will be posting. We are going to be in a massive growth stage in Q2, Q3. Um, And for me, it's all about finding really good, solid team members. Um, And we offer remote work, which is, I think, uh, a plus these days because I think a lot of people are going back into the office. I don't know what's going on, huh? I even miss the office, oddly, and I still will not go back to it. I miss an office, and if a job requires me to go to an office, I'll say no to that job. So there's this weird little middle second. I'm an extrovert. I like to be in front of people, but I also want to drive a van for six months around the United States. uh, (laughs) You should, and you can get paid to do that, Josh, if you get your CDI. uh, I didn't even think. Well, that was a layup. Okay, that was was good. Yeah, yeah. And last question, um, and my favorite, any book or podcast recommendations? And that doesn't have to be in business. It can be marketing, whatever you want. You know what I'm rereading? Outliers. Um, By, where is it? it Uh, By, by, what's his name? Adam Grant. I'm rereading it for, I mean, I read it 10 years ago, but I'm rereading it now for the second time at a different stage in my life. And man, I mean, it really, every chapter has me really thinking about the, you know, kind of the differences in what makes people successful. Yeah. You know, um, and, and what that looks like. And it's it just, it's a fascinating book right now for me to read. No, that's, I, I think it's interesting that you brought up a book that you're reading uh, for a second time or, or more than once, um, which I was actually just having this conversation with my friend that we were reading uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And it's just mm. amazing lessons that you can get totally. in different your life because you're looking, you're almost looking for different lessons uh, and therefore you get those lessons uh, different. Any other book recommendations? Well, you can see behind me, I've got Moby Dick, this leather bound book. So um, <laughs> there, there's a, I would say, you know, that's kind of where I'm leading into. I do read a lot about business books is what I uh, is what I primarily read. So, um, I, I would love to get into more of the leisure fun books. I just, I haven't gotten there yet. So I, I, all I read is nonfiction business self-help and I yeah. finally got my first fiction, which is uh Quentin Tarantino's book. So I'm excited. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. He's like my, he's my everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we come up to the end of the episode, I, I also just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. Yeah, no, but just thank you so much for reaching out and having me on the podcast. Um, leave me the note that I think trucking is cool and everyone should explore it in, in different, in different, you know, not even just as a truck driver, but in different positions. And um, if you want to link up with me, I'm on LinkedIn, Jack McManus, or you can follow us kjmedia.com. And uh, yeah, well, uh, thank you so much, Josh, for having us on. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, this I thought this was a fantastic episode. And for any of you, anyone has learned anything from the episode, please consider giving us a like or a follow so we can continue getting great guests like Jackie. Uh, and as always, thank you guys for listening. Jackie, thank you so much. You bring so much energy to this. Uh, so this is a, a really fun episode. Thank you. Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.